Open your Bibles, if you would. We're going to be back on the very first sheet um, that we were on last week that we actually only just got through the beginning. And open your Bibles to Romans. I want to go to Romans this morning. Um, we are starting a new year. Um, I want us to have a good, fresh start. We talked a lot about what the Lord is doing in our hearts. We confessed one another. We gave testimony to one another. Some of us shared some of the things that we're looking for and desiring for uh, in the new year. And um, certainly, um, spiritual disciplines, making sure that we have set some spiritual disciplines, some goals, we've reset our mind, we have a biblical worldview, we're thinking right. It's, it's, it's important all the time, but it's really um, a great time as we start the new year to think about that. I don't know who, who uh, coined the phrase, but somebody said, there's no elevator to success. You gotta take the stairs. And um, I'd like to pull the word success out because most people have the wrong idea of what success is. Here's a great definition for you. Success is faithfulness. Faithfulness to God and to his word. So I'd like to think about that and say there is no elevator to good spiritual disciplines. They're hard, aren't they? They're hard. That's why it's called a discipline. You know, you have to, God puts it in, but you have to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I mean, it takes some work. And um, it takes some accountability. It takes some, some help. We're in the book of Romans, and pastor's marching us through it. And I feel really safe because we're open to Romans 12, and I'm going to start with Romans 11. And I sort of got a clock on him, and I'm thinking by the time he gets here, um, I'm going to be about 80. And so I think there's enough space and time that um, you won't hear. Um, you won't feel like you've heard too much of this. Um, you're well familiar with Paul and his writings and how Paul lays out doctrine early in his epistles. And then he takes that doctrine and after he's laid it out, he moves to a section that you might call the application because of the implications of the doctrine. How do we, how do we live? Therefore, because of these truths, how do we live? And that transition in the book of Romans takes place right here between chapter 11 and 12. He spends almost 11 full chapters with doctrine setting the things right in the church, what it is we need to believe. The most complete and thorough dealing of doctrine in the entire Bible. There is no other book that compares, and in particular, to those first 11 chapters of Romans. It's an amazing um, study that we're going through. We should milk it and get every single thing out of it that, that we can. And uh, then he comes here to chapter 11, right at the end. And I've told you as we go into the new year, I want to look at uh, several things, but primarily the fear of the Lord. I've, I've just been burdened as I've studied the scriptures and I've looked at the scriptures that for us to push the reset button as a people, understanding the fear of the Lord and growing in the fear of the Lord and the things that are directly connected to the fear of the Lord will help us to be the people that God has has called us to be. And, and certainly this passage here um, flows out of having the full doctrine of understanding 
all of our salvation. And when Paul does that, he breaks out here into, um, I think, probably the, the sweetest uh, benediction exhortation uh, in the scripture. I memorized it years ago, and, and I pray it often. I preach it often. It, 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 it's just so encouraging. Look at it in verse 33 of chapter 11 of Romans. Paul just breaks out saying, Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments, and unfathomable are his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor? Or who has first given to him that it might be paid back to him again? For from him, and through him, and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. God is above everything. And all that we do is, is for his glory. And the more that we understand him, the more we're at awe um, of him. And after all of this doctrine, that's what Paul was saying. And he's saying, now therefore, because, because he's high, because he's holy, who can, who would dare ask God a question? Job, we could look at Job 28. We, we likely will later, but Job puts his hand on his mouth. Um, because he recognizes he has nothing to say. That's where we are. We have nothing to say. We should be listeners. That's what James says. Be slow to speak, quick to hear. He's talking about hearing the words of the living God, the wisdom of God. And so Paul, in this, now takes us to that practical application and that's what that word therefore means in verse 12 it's the it's the transition the transition because of everything else that's been said and because of this this uh, exhortation benediction doxology all combined into one therefore there's a certain way we ought to live and this way we ought to live certainly is the way we ought to live as we think about entering into the new year and you're very familiar with the passages but i think it's helpful to look at them again. So verse 12, therefore, I urge you. Notice that Paul is not taking this lightly. He's saying, therefore, I urge you. That's the strongest possible word. He says, I'm begging you, I'm pleading with you, I'm pressing you a, a little bit. I urge you, brethren. What? What does he urge? Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, he understands you can't do it all by yourself. If the Spirit of God were not in you, if the Spirit of God had not quickened you and made you alive, then you'd have no desire for any of this. But the Spirit has quickened you, and you have received mercy and grace, and he does dwell in you, so therefore you can, you can hear and you can believe and you can grow and you can walk in this truth. So he says, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God or by the power of his spirit that you present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice. There's nothing around us that's holy, is there? Nothing uh, around us that even wants to deal with sacrifice. Everything around us is, 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 is filthy. That's why we have to continually wash ourselves and bathe our, uh, ourselves. This is a, this is a sin-cursed world that we that that we walk through 
and it's a selfish world, it's a self-centered world, it's a I want to be God world, quite the opposite of everything that Paul has taught up to here. And he says, so by the mercies of God, we present our bodies a living and holy sacrifice. And, and, and doing this is acceptable to God. And uh, the King James used to say, or did say, our reasonable service and yet that service was the idea of worship. You're, it's your spiritual worship. Whether you eat, whether you drink, whatsoever you do, you do for the glory of God. All that we Worship is more than what we do here at 1030. We call it a worship service. And, and it is a worship service. We are here to worship the Lord. And if we're not careful, in the worship service, we call the music, what do we call the music? We call the music what? Worship. Well, the music should be worship. But if we, if we study the scriptures, reading the word should be what? Worship. Now how about when we give? That should be what? Worship. And when we fellowship one with another, what should that be? Worship. And after we've heard the word and the spirit has come and convicted us and we respond to that word, what should that be? That is what? That's worship. And it's our worship our worship of the Lord by obeying the Lord because we have awe and in fear of Him. It's our reasonable service. It's, it's what we do as believers. How can we do anything else? How can we desire anything else? But the fact is, we do do something else. And, and we do oftentimes desire other things. And that's where that, that grace is so wonderful. And then he, he gives us further instruction. He says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We're in the world. We're always being pulled down. We're always being influenced. And he's saying there's a continual need not to be influenced by that, but be, be trans, to be transformed in my heart. You know the word. It's metamorphosis, right? It's the, it's the caterpillar that becomes the butterfly. That, 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 that only happens as the Spirit takes the Word and sanctifies us and grows us and makes us more like Christ. So we can't remove that process from the very words uh, of the living God. And he says so we've got to renew our mind so that we might prove what is the will of God and what is the good, which is good and acceptable and perfect. So that's what we're looking to do in, in the new year, which is why on that first sheet I put down here, we never really got to them, here are some worthy considerations for spiritual disciplines to, to pursue. Um, if you've been in the faith a long time, then you simply recommit each year to keep doing what you've done in the past. And um, it, it'll, it'll produce fruit. Um, many of the things that um, have got any one of us to a point of whatever level of spiritual maturity we have, it's by his grace, but it involved a spiritual discipline we've put into our lives, some things that we do or some things that we don't do. And it's good to identify them each year, maybe even a couple of times a year. Check yourself, how you're doing, recommit, or, or maybe change, or maybe you you examine your life and you add some things. We talked about, I talked to you about some things that I wanted to add to my life this, this coming year. And so there's a, there's a list here 
and you know, I could put a hundred things on this list, but I, I tried to make it a list that, that I see as absolutely critical to fight the good fight of faith and to um, do whatever it takes in your life to, to uh, have a faithful walk with Christ this year. So I just listed them there, and I just want to go through them with you and just talk about them for a minute. Remo renew your mind daily by the reading and study of God's Word. I mean, you, honestly, you can't live without it. We all think that we can, um, but you can't. And um, the easiest way for you to look at it is to look at it like eating. Um, most of us don't starve to death. Most of us, when we're hungry, we make our way to the refrigerator, or the cupboard, or the store, or the fast food place. And, and you really should see the Word the same way. Uh, you'll be anemic without the Word. You'll, you'll get sick without the Word. You'll get diseased without the Word. Um, you've got to have it. You can't go a long time without it. And the wisest thing you can do is have a healthy habit of eating the Word every single day. And um, you'll have everything, you'll have every war go against you. So you have to figure it out. In every season of life, how you do that may change, but you need to figure it out. And if you need help, then make an appointment. Um, and I will either get with you personally or get somebody with you that can help you. You can't live without a meaningful time in the Word. What do I mean by meaningful time? Where you interact with the Word, where you take the Word in, you're praying the word, you're meditating on the word, you're thinking about it, and you're interacting with the word. The word is working in your heart. You can't live without it. Now, do you believe what I just said is true? Let's pretend we're in an old-fashioned Baptist church. Do you believe everything I just said was true? If you did, then let me hear it. You convinced me. All right. That didn't really convince me. I mean, I was looking for like a... <laughs> I mean, listen, why didn't I do that? Because I'm that serious about it. And there, I can't tell you how often I'm sitting in my office with broken lives, and the first thing I do is I go here, and they look at me with tears coming down these cheeks and tell me how long it's been since they've had a meaningful relationship with Christ or a prayer time or a time in the Bible. Or how long it's been since a husband and wife have prayed with each other. Or how long it's been since a dad has prayed with his children. It happens week after week after week, year after year after year. So yes, I'm passionate about it. Shouldn't I be? May I say something you should be just as passionate about too? Because I... We need each other. We need to be passionate about these things. You can't live without it. So get it. And if you haven't got it, get help. There's plenty of people here that will help you. So, memorize and meditate on God's word continuously. I guess you could put one and two together. But there's a difference between just reading the word. You have to interact with it. You have to meditate on it. When you talk, the word ought to be coming out. When you pray, the word ought to just come out. Uh, you, you really ought to take different verses and passages of scripture that you can take and fight battle uh, you, you, you need it you, you, you can't live without it I don't know how long it's been that I've quoted it 
and yes, I memorized it in the King James. I don't care what you memorize it. The thing is, do you know it? Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his riches and his ways past finding out for who has known the mind of the Lord and who has been his counselor and who has first asked of him or given to him and it shall be given unto him again for of him and through him and for him are all things to be glory both now and forever. Amen. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. It's your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You have to take and put it in because in the trenches you've got to fight with a word just like Jesus did in the mountain. Matthew 4.4 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Memorize it. Meditate on it. And then let it be the sword of the spirit that you wield against the enemy who's always trying to destroy you. Amen? Make prayer a priority. I continually make prayer a priority and then I continually don't pray. Anybody else want to raise their hand and say, you've been there? I've, I've, I've tried every system there is on earth, I think. And I always have to keep pushing the reset button. You just can't pray too much. But it's work. It's, it's more work than staying in the Word, I think, honestly. At least it is for me. And, uh, and to effectively pray. Those two things, that, that, that's what's the lifeline for the, for the believer. You're starting a new year. What are you going to do to make this year's time in the Word more meaningful, your time of prayer, so that as you grow in knowing Him through this, uh, the old song used to say to know Him is to love Him. And that's the fact. The more you get to know him, the more you'll fall in love with Jesus Christ. He already loves you perfectly. He already loves you with a love that is, apart from the Spirit, impossible to even comprehend. The only way to grow in loving him and growing in a similar fashion is through the word of prayer. There isn't any other way. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. So praying without ceasing, praying through the through the day. I I do really think that um, life's do best when there is a an anchored time for um, some extended prayer and and study. But we all go through seasons of life, like Lisa just um, talked about, as a young mom or as a caregiver, when. Um, the thought of spending an hour all by yourself, they'd pay money if they could have such a thing. It's not there. So does that mean God's absent from that? No. And, and I think you described beautifully, I just wish I had you mic because I know there's people over here that didn't hear all that. Um, but if you're struggling because of your schedule and your season of, of, of life and how do I do that, see Lisa and share with them what you shared um, with us because... Um, that's why Paul said, and I have it down here, that we pray without ceasing is one of the, one of the verses um, uh, that we do. And in everything, give thanks. Um, and so we can, we can literally uh, do that. Notice if you would lay aside every weight in the sin that so easily traps you, besets you, King James says. Well, we all have weak areas in our life. Even when I say that, you already know what yours is. And, um, and so many times those weak areas, um, you, you need to guard extra, extra careful. Um, you, you'll, need to, you'll need to remove some things or do some things to guard that area because if you notice it says the weights and the sin. The weights aren't sin, but the weights can weigh you down so you don't finish the race of faith. Uh, it's the picture of a, of a marathon race. And what it's saying there is the guy that's running the marathon, he doesn't take and put weights on his, on his legs. He doesn't put weights on his arms and then go run the marathon. He might do that in training, but he doesn't do it in the marathon because the weight would actually wear him out and cause him not to finish the race of faith. And it's, it's picturesque there. And so we have those, those things. And so... Um, yeah. Uh, whatever they are, you can look and say, is there something that I need to remove for a time period? I'm going to use a quick example. When I first got saved, um, you can't tell now, but I have red hair and a temper to go with it. Now, God has, by his mercy and grace, over the last 50 years, removed most of that. Now I'm going to be tested in the next 20 minutes. Um, but he has, by his grace. It's amazing. But... Um, I learned quickly I had to discontinue um, a lot of sporting adventures that I was in because the competition, whether it be my own performance or somebody else's, when it didn't meet my expectation, I lost my temper and I got angry. But now I'm a believer and supposed to act like Christ and I'm acting like an unbeliever. Well, what am I going to do about it? Until I could grow some spiritual muscle in that area, I needed to stop putting myself in that situation. No, that was a choice I could make. You might be able to be in that situation. It wouldn't cause you any sin at all. But me being in that situation was a weakness that then would lead me to sin. That didn't cause the sin. The sin's the problem in my heart. But there's things external that we can do to protect us in the same way that you might use a fence to protect a small child. When the child is 16, you don't need the fence anymore. But when it's a small child and there's an innocence that's necessary, you put the fence up to protect them. We need to do that and be discerning in our own hearts. We'll talk about that more as we deal with the fear of the Lord. Sadly, the men have put a nice 
clock here that tells me I'm already four minutes over. And so I, I can't go on. And uh, I'm probably not going to go on here, make no provision for the flesh that's obvious. Reduce debt. Debt is a burden that is heavy. Um, seek first the kingdom. Keep going to make disciples. We're going to look at the fear of the Lord. We're going to look at the book of Proverbs, but uh, I'm not sure at this point what we'll do. You don't usually handle the book of Proverbs expositionally unless you're a master expositor, which I'm not. But um, we're going to take and look at the fear of the Lord to begin with and see how that's hooked to wisdom. What does it mean, biblical wisdom? Where do we get it from? And what does humility have to do with it? Those three things play big in the book of Proverbs and the fear of the Lord. We're going to look at that starting with the fear of the Lord. You have the handout there. You can study ahead of time if you would want. So that's where we'll pick up next week. God bless you. You are dismissed.